message is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Good morning, everyone. Oh, Paul is... That's cute for you. All right, hope everyone is doing well. I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. We'll read from verse 25 to verse 34. Matthew chapter 6. We'll read from verse 25 to verse 34. And I'm reading from the NIV translation. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet, I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans runs after after all these things And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the songs that I've already sung. Thank you for our hearts that you have blessed us already through the singing. And Father, pray that you might bless us through your word. Pray that your word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Enlighten us. Enlighten us and guide us. We give you thanks in Christ's name. Amen. The title I want to speak to us today about is Don't Worry, Trust God. Don't Worry, Trust God. Here's a small excerpt of a song, if you are not familiar with it, that was took place in the 1980s, I think it was 1988, by Mr. Bobby McFerrin. Thanks, man. Thanks. No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, go ahead, go ahead. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Want to Don't dance? worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry. Be 
the place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. It says don't worry. Be happy. The landlord says your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make me smile. Don't worry. Be happy. Mr. McFerrin was encouraging his listeners. Was encouraging his listeners not to worry about life. Whatever challenges life may bring you, he says, don't worry, be happy. If you have a bill that is due, don't worry. If you have some health care, don't worry. He was saying, don't worry about any situation that might impede your progress in life. He says, don't worry, be happy. I don't think Mr. McFerrin had a spiritual perspective in view, but he had the right idea. Don't worry, be happy. Many of us are dealing with many things in our lives. Some of us are dealing with the loss of a loved one. Some are dealing with the disability of a child. Some are dealing with struggles of being away from our family because of our jobs. Others are struggling with how, how I make to make my marriage work. My finances are limited and I'm struggling to keep my head afloat because of the necessary bills I have. Many of us are worried about ex our external beauty more than, we are, than who we are in Christ. Many of us are dealing with, dealing with many numerous other situations. We are stressed out and we worry about these things. And it seems as if there are good reasons to worry. Life is full of uncertainties and insecurities. I believe, Je I believe Jesus understood this. Jesus knows that there are dangers and difficulties in our, in, in our, in our world and in our life that we, we can't see or foresee. However, Jesus is saying to us, Cornerstone, do not worry. He is giving us a great word of encouragement. Don't worry. Jesus is saying, I am in control. I understand the situation you're in. I allow these things to, to, to happen to you. Yes, what you're going through right now is part of my divine plan. Nevertheless, nevertheless, although we know that God is un, in control, we still have the tendency to worry. In the previous verses, Jesus was saying to these disciples that you cannot serve two masters. Either you will be devoted to one and despise the other. Jesus assumed that they would make the right, his disciples would make the right choice. That they would choose God instead of money or any other possessions. Therefore, if you make, if you make, if you make that your choice, if you make Jesus or God, if you choose God, then listen, we should not worry. And I believe us as Christians, we have chosen God to be our choice. And he's saying to us, do not worry. Do not worry. What is worry? Worry means to be drawn into or in a different direction or be distracted. Our focus and our attention are at times fo focused on the wrong things. Worry shifts our focus from, all, from, from, uh, from the all-sufficient Christ and put the emphasis on our human insufficiency and insecurities. When we worry, we are saying to God, you are impotent. You are, not, you, are, you are unworthy 
of my surrendered life. And you are, and you are, and you are unworthy of my praise. When we, when we are at our lowest, instead of, instead of, instead of worrying, God is saying to us, my grace is sufficient for you, my, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Jesus is not saying, Jesus is not saying you should not have concerns about life. What is, what is happening in your life or other people's life? He's not, he's not saying, lighten up. You are taking life too seriously. No, he wants us to be conscientious about life and about situations that might affect us. He wants us to have a healthy concern for situations and problems that may arise in our lives. What, is, what Jesus is warning us against is anxiety, fretfulness, and nervousness. If we are anxious and nervous about everything, it indicates that our lives are limited and dependent on these things. The things that we are obsessed with are the things that are most important in our lives. And it means we are focusing on the things rather than the creator of these things. If we truly believe in the creator of the universe then you should trust in Him. Trust in Him and not in the things. Guess what? God will take care of us. God will take care of us. In verse 25, Jesus argued from the stronger to the lesser. God has given us life and, and body, He says. If He has given us life and a body, Will he not provide food and clothing for us? If God has made, made us and breathed into us the breath of life, if God sent his only son to, to die on Calvary's tree for our sins, if God adopted us into his family, if God has given us all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, how much more will he provide for us? Will he not? If he has given us a mouth to eat food, then surely he will provide the food for us. If he has given us hands to work, will he not provide jobs for us? Will he not? I believe he will. Guess what? Guess what happened to us this time? We still, we still worry. Do not, get, do, do not be anxious and fret about stuff. If we do, then it shows our lack of trust and dependence on, in Jesus. If we, are if we are anxious, it betrays our faith. Cornerstone, trust in Jesus. He will take care of us. Whatever situation... Whatever the problems, whatever difficulties, whatever the challenges, whatever the heartaches, Christ will take care of you and me. Jesus developed this point in verse 26. Verse 26 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The world around us declares... Declares the glory of God and it tells us of His providence as well. Look at creation. Look at the world around us. It gives testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness. He's faithful to the very smallest of His creation. Don't you think He will be faithful, faithful to us? God is in control of every minute detail of this universe. He's in control of the most complex, complex ideas of this cosmic world. And he's in control of how the smallest ant gets food to eat. Listen, in God's world, there's no such thing as chance or luck. 
in God's world, there's only providence. What is providence? Providence, providence is the act of God whereby is actively involving the created universe and, in, and is in supervision of all things from creation to eternity. Nothing, nothing, nothing creeps up on God and catches him off guard. The smallest of his creature, he provides for them, he cares for them. How much more will he care for us? He provides for them. Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They, 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 they don't sow, reap, or gather. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Listen, if he provides for them, guess what, saints? He will provide for us. He will provide for us. It does not mean we, we don't need to work. Yes, we should work and we need to work. The birds work. They, 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 they just don't sit around just waiting for worms to fall from the sky. They don't. They are diligent. They are always doing something. They, 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 they don't have leisure time. They are not saying, let me... Let me wait for the next bird to get me some food. No. They are always busy working, looking for something, something to eat. In their search for food, God always provides for them. Have you ever seen a bird that's not fed or hungry? You have never seen. You're all, they're always looking for something, eating. God always provides for them. Some of us have bird houses in the back of our yards and we put water and bird feed in it and from time to time you see different birds come and eat from it uh, some of the times we, we water our yards and we have a little puddle of water and birds come, we don't intentionally um, say put some water outside there but because we are watering our yard we have a puddle of water and the birds come and drink from it Sometimes our intention is to feed them and other times our intentions were not to feed them. Whatever the situation, this is God's providence. This is God's providence. It might, it might, it might not be your, your purpose to give water to the bird, but it is God's purpose. God uses us to provide for them. This is God's providence and he does that for us. He has all kinds of indirect ways of providing for us, whether it is physical or spiritual. As we were in Jamaica this past summer, and we went to this nursing home, and here, and, 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 and while, we're in, while we're in Jamaica, um, here we were singing, or this lady was singing, and, and we were singing, um, we went there to, 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 to encourage them, as it were. But here was this particular woman who had no one to take care of her, basically. And she was there singing to the glory of God and encouraging us. So we left there encouraged because of her. Well, and we were there to encourage them. Through the plans of others who have no intentions of taking care of her needs, but through the plans of taking care of their needs, and for their own self-interest, they ended, ended up providing for you. God has numerous ways of providing for us. Therefore, do not worry. Anxiety does not fix the problem you're going through. It prolong, prolongs it and intensifies the problem. Trust in God. He will take care of us. Verse Jesus made it clear in verse 27. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Worrying does, does not lengthen life. If anything, it shortens life. 
ultimately, nothing else lengthens the days of our life. Not eating healthy, not exercising, or planning meticulously determines the length of your days on earth. Psalm 139 verse 16 says, makes, makes abundantly clear that God is in control and that God has ordained the days of our life. It is, it is written in stone that you will be born, that you, that it is written in stone the day when you will be born and the day when you will leave this earth. The farmer in Luke chapter 12 did not realize that his days were numbered. The Lord said, the Lord said, you fool, this day, this, this, the, the, you fool, this night your soul is required of you. I'm sorry, but the clock is running out on your life. It is over. That's what Jesus, Jesus, um, Jesus was saying to them. This will be your last day. His eyes were numbered, his days were numbered, and so are yours and mine. Therefore, do not be foolish, but be foolish. Be diligent, work hard, and give yourself to the work of the ministry. Give yourself to the work of the ministry. Trust God and use the time he has given us for his glory and for his kingdom. The time he has given us is a gift is a gift. He will provide for your needs and you need to be content in spite of the circumstances you might find yourself in. in, yourself in. You should be happy as the birds. Worrying robs us, robs us of the joy we have in Christ and, and ultimately allows us to have little confidence in Him. When we worry, we, we take our minds off him and put it on ourselves, on ourselves, on our circumstances, and not running the race of the believer as we should. We fix we, we need to fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith. God loves us infinitely more than the birds of the air. He will provide for us. There's another example of divine provision in verse 28 through 30. In Israel, the summer months can be hot and miserable. However, in the spring it is lush and green and beautiful with different flowers and magnificent blooms. Jesus said, Solomon, in all of his good taste, nice clothing, his exquisite sandals, and great wealth he had, was not dressed like one of these lilies. Tracy Q and I traveled to Switzerland in, in 2010, and it is the most beautiful, beautiful place, beautiful place I've seen. The grass was lush and green. The flowers were beautiful. The snow-capped mountains were gorgeous. Everything was just in its right place, it seems. If God so clothes the grass and the flowers of the field in Switzerland, which is here today and gone tomorrow, will he not clothe us even more? Will he not? Of course he will. Listen, believers, we are far more beautiful. <coughs> we are far more beautiful and handsome to God than the grass and the lilies of the field. Therefore, if he takes care of them, it is most certain that he will take care of us. Don't worry about food and clothing. Walk by faith and not by sight. However, this is not easy to, easy to do. We do worry. Don't we? We do worry. Verse 30 says, Will he not much more clothe you? 
will he not much more clothe you? The idea here, the idea here, the idea here, he will, he will much, 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 exceedingly more provide for us. Not even Solomon in, in all his splendor was not clothed like the flowers of the field. Jesus is encouraging us. I got this. I'm in control. I got this. I'm going to take care of you much, 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 much more, exceedingly more than the flowers <coughs> of the field. Trust God that he, that he will do what He says He will do. Yes, there will be some bumps and bruises in the way, but trust God. Don't worry. Trust God. He will provide. He will provide. There will be bumps and bruises. But He will provide. Because, because we don't trust God at times, we fall under God's general rebuke. Oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. We don't trust His care. We don't trust or we don't rest in his providence or sovereignty. We don't rest in his promises. We don't believe what he says he will do. We get anxious and we fret and disbelief sets in. We worry about what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear, where we will live, how much money I have in my account. Jesus said, this is what the pagans, the Gentiles, the unsaved, this is what the unsaved, this is what they do. They worry. And this is what we are doing. The unsaved, they seek, they seek after earthly, they seek after earthly, earthly things and temporal things. That is what consumes their lives. That is their focus. That is their great ambition. That is their American dream. This is what the unsaved man and woman does. If we worry, we're having the mindset of the unsaved and we don't trust in God that he will provide for us provide for our needs according to his riches. Listen, it is a pagan mindset. It is a pagan mindset to worry. It is all about now. It is, gives no thought of eternal things. It gives no thought to God. It is all about self. It is a, it is a pagan mindset. And at times we as believers, we worry. How am I going to find the next job? How am I going to provide for my family? My family? How am I going to do this or that? We don't trust in God that He will take care of us. Quite frankly, we should expect we should expect that from the, from the unsaved for them to worry. It is not a surprise that unbelievers would desire things of the world. However, we who are believers, we who are children of the king, we, are called, we who are the called out ones, we are to be different. We are to be different. We should be free from worry. And the world should see something different in us. The world should see that we, cope, we can cope calmly, wisely, without despair, without despair with our struggles, with the, th with the threat of terrorism, economical hardship, loss of financial gains, loss of jobs, and many other difficulties. These are the days that give rise to good witness from those who call Jesus Christ Savior. 
because of who we are in Christ. We are different and we should be great ambassadors of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, we will be concerned about terrorist threat. We will have financial difficulties. You might have lost your job. You might not feel good about yourself for whatever reason. For whatever reason. But because we name the name of Jesus, because we name the name of Jesus, we are different. We can trust God that God that He will take care of us. And because of that, we can share the gospel to those who are lost and outside of us. Because we we we, we have confidence, because we know that God is in control, then we can have that freedom to go out and share to the world that Jesus Christ cares and we can share Christ with them so that they can come in and trust in Jesus that he will take care of them. We should not be anxious as the unsaved. Anxiety is contrary to our faith. Trust God. Trust God. Because we trust God, we can bring good news to those who are lost. God cares for us. He is our Heavenly Father. How do you care for your children? You provide for their needs and sometimes their, their wants. You protect them. You encourage them. That is what God has done for us. He will give us what is best for us. Not what we want or desire, but what is best. We don't know what is best for us, for us, but He knows. He will never give us anything that is bad for us. The things we interpret as being bad, He knows that they are good for us. What we interpret as being bad, God knows it is good for us. We are not exempt. We are not exempt from tragedy, death, sickness, financial hardships, loss of jobs, rebellious children, and accidents. We are we're not, we're not immune from those things. I know at times really bad things happen and we, and we worry. I understand the the, the legit, legitimacy of being worried. How do, you, how do you not worry when bad situations take place? How do you not question God in moments of pain and great sorrow? We do worry. We do. What we need in these challenging times are our brothers and sisters to come alongside us and wisely and wisely encourage us and remind us of the promises of God. We need friends to sit with us and listen to us and cry with us in these times. To remind us that God says He will take care of us. To remind us that God's love was seen at the cross to remind us that God is a good God, to remind us not to worry, but to trust God, to remind us that God is faithful and He will not give us more than we can bear. In the darkest moments of our lives, God rules and in the midst of the difficulties we are facing, He's providing for us. In the midst of the difficulties we are facing, He's providing for us. We might not see it at that very moment, but He is. He will not bring anything in our lives that will not have some great benefit for us in the end. Don't worry, believers. Trust God. Don't worry, Trust God. The Christian life is a life of faith. Trust God. He, he will provide for us. 
We will have death. We will have sickness. We will have struggles. We will have cancer. We will have loss of jobs. We will have financial hardships. We will have sickness. Our kids will rebel. But trust God, He will provide. We might not know how it will work out. We, won't, we, we might not know. But trust Him. He will take care of you. Look at the birds of the field. Hasn't He taken care of them? Look at the ants. Hasn't He taken care of them? He will provide for us. We are much more valuable than they. God will take care of of us. Whatever comes, whatever sickness, ailment, trust God. Live by faith. The Christian life is a life of faith. Trust Him. He will provide for us. The life of the Christian is not just about worrying, but it is a life of seeking, as stated in verse 33. But seek first His kingdom. And his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. What does the unsaved do? What does the unsaved man, what does he do? The unsaved seek temporary things for his own interests. But we who are redeemed must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the material possession we have will be gone. All that we store up now. Our houses, our cars, our stuff we play with, whatever it is. Guess what? It will be gone one day. Or maybe guess we might go before that. But at some point, whether it goes or we go, it will be gone. My encouragement to you is this. In seeking the kingdom of God, my encouragement to you is this. Is to invest in people. Invest in people. Invest in what is eternal. Invest in the lives that will reap fruit for the kingdom. Invest in people. God's kingdom is not built by hands with brick and mortar and will be here today and, God, and gone tomorrow. The kingdom of God is built on biblical principles that are in the hearts of those who know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Invest in people. Spend time with individuals. Spend time with individuals. God's kingdom is eternal. When we invest in people, they might invest in others. Win the loss for Christ. Encourage a brother or sister. Be there for someone in time of need. Impart biblical principles to those who are in need of it. Invest in people. We're building the kingdom for God. We're building his kingdom. Invest in eternal things. Invest in eternal things. Not only should we seek his kingdom, but we must also pursue righteousness. We are not seeking justification by faith. This is not what we are seeking here. We are seeking obedience. We're seeking obedience. Pursue a life that is full of submission and obedience to God. We should live a life that is consistent with our Christian walk. As we live by faith in obedience and putting God first in everything, all, all these things will be added to us. God will give us what we need. God will take care. God will take care of us. God is never... God is never a debtor to those who invest in him. He will always show himself faithful 
to us, He will much, 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 much more, exceedingly more, do more than we ask or think. Seek Him. Seek God. Submit yourself to Him. Be obedient to Him. Surrender our lives to Him so that He can use us for His kingdom. In light of this, in light of this, in verse 34, Jesus said, Therefore, do not worry. What a great encouragement. I am taking care of the grass of the field. I am taking care of the birds of the air. Seek me first and his righteousness, and I will give you what you need. So therefore, don't worry. Why are are we worrying? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. God will provide for us. He will take care of us. Sometimes we're we're, we're short-sighted. And we, and we worry about the moment. Instead of trusting in God that He will provide for us. He is God. He is in absolute control. He knows your pain. He knows your situation. He knows what you are struggling with. He knows that you need a job. He knows that you're, 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 you have health problems. He knows. He will take care of us. Trust in Him. He always does. He always does. Don't worry about tomorrow. What will happen tomorrow. If tomorrow has trials, God will supply us with the grace to deal with them when it comes. But do not worry. Trust God. Trust Him. Rest in Jesus. Rest in His providence. Rest in His sovereignty. Rest in His grace. Rest in His righteousness. Rest in His love. Rest in His mercy. Rest in Jesus. Fall back and relax because Jesus is in control. He will take care of us. We might, not feel, we might not feel that way. And when we're going through the hardships and the difficulties. But he will. Whether it is pain and challenges we're facing, he will take care of us. He will. And I know, I know, I know it's easier to preach than it is to practice. It is easier for me or for you to say, don't worry. But when it, comes, when it comes to the practical part of it, when it comes to the time for us not to, to, to be bothered or caught up with the situation, it's hard. It's hard. But God will take care of us. He will. He will. Philippians, Philippians 4, 6, And 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. In the midst of these difficulties, pray with thanksgiving. What Paul is saying in the midst of your challenges, pray. Don't worry. When we have, when we are anxious, pray and give thanks. When we do, when we put these, when we pray, when we are going through our difficulties and we pray and we are giving thanks, God will give us the peace that passes all understanding and He will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. He will give you what, you're, what you need in that very moment of time. He will give you the strength to overcome the difficulties and challenges we are facing.
He will give us. The peace of God will, 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 will transcend all understanding. He will give us the grace, the strength. Rest in Him. Rest in Jesus. He will take care of us. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Cast all your anxiety because He cares. Whatever you have, place it at the foot of the cross. Jesus will take care of us. In Romans chapter 8 verse 32 it says he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things if God if God sent his son to die on Calvary's tree for our sins, to die for us who were wretched, who were undone, who were worthless, who, 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 were, who were dead in trespasses and sin, God could not stomach us, but he sent his only begotten son to die on Calvary's tree for you and I. Wouldn't he, won't he provide for us? We were enemies of the cross. We were wretched and undone, worthless, no good for nothing sinners. But God sent His only begotten Son, who was in heaven, who was at His right hand, came from heaven's splendor and came to this crooked and perverse nation, world, and died for us. But He will not provide for you. He will. So don't worry. Trust in God. He will provide. He will. He will. He will. Whatever the situation, whatever you're going through, whatever your circumstances, God will provide. Maybe you're here this morning, you have never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Guess what? You have reasons to worry. You have reasons to worry. Because you will, if you, have, if you don't trust him, when he comes, when he returns, he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. I never knew you. Do you want to hear that? You will be going to, into the lake of fire. You will be, be destroyed, you, you, you will be burning forever. But you can change that this morning. If you put your faith and confidence in the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we sing the last song, may I encourage you, may I, may I say to you this morning, if you're here and you have never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord, Lord and Savior, I would encourage you not to leave this place without coming to the altar, coming wherever you are, and trust in the person of Jesus Christ. God will take, yes, things will come up. God will take care of you. Trust in Him. But as maybe you're here, as believers, we're here and we and we do worry. We worry how we're going to maybe have more, two mortgages or, or, or extra bills. We have needed jobs. We, we 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 have some health issues. We have someone, a family member who's sick. And we worry. We do. God is saying to us, look at the birds of the field. Look at the lilies. Look at the grass. I provide for them. I will provide for you. Trust in me. Trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. He will take care of you. May I encourage you also, if you're here and you, and you do worry, we do worry. Come to the altar, wherever you are, where you're standing, sitting where you are. Present yourself to God, surrender your life to God, and ask Him to help you to rid yourself of the worries you do have. Cast your cares before Him. 
He cares for you. If he sent his son to Dan Calvary's tree for your sin, for my sin, how much more? We who were wretched and undone, won't he take care of us? Won't he take care of you? He will. I believe he will. Trust in Jesus. He will take care of us. That's a word of encouragement to you this morning. To trust him. Don't worry. Don't worry. But trust him. The Christian life is a life of faith. Trust in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, We're thankful, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. We have we were we we were, Lord, you just guess it's human nature. We worry at times because of different challenges, different situations. But Father, you're encouraging us in your word not to worry. To cast our cares on you. To put our burdens at the foot of the cross. And you will provide for us. Father, pray that we will seek you first. Seek your kingdom first and your righteousness. And we will trust that you will add everything that needs to be added to our lives. Pray that we will do this work. We surrender our lives to you this morning. We ask you to reshape us, to, remo- to mold us, and to make us into the person you desire. Father, help us to rest in your assurance that you will provide. Help us to rest in your promises. Help us to rest in your providence. Help us to rest in your sovereignty. Help us to rest in your grace and your love for us. That you will take care of us. We thank you, Lord. We love you. In Christ's name. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.